Welcome everyone back to the Brocast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, and I'm coming to you mere moments after UCLA's third straight win over Colorado, uh, 31-14. Uh, the Bruins have now won, yes, that's right, three straight games, um, and uh, this one was maybe the most um, businesslike. Would that be a good way to describe it? Uh, wasn't spe- wasn't a spectacular game. Um, it looked like it might be trending that way after the first quarter when the Bruins were up 17 nothing pretty much before the game had started. Um, but the offense cooled off um, and the defense wasn't quite as dominant as it looked in that first quarter uh, over the course of the game, but still a very, very nice win. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, a, a pretty substantial win. Uh, Colorado finished with 65 plays for 283 yards, uh, which is pretty great defensive play from UCLA and UCLA on its side, even with kind of the junk time stuff where they're just trying to um, bleed out the clock finished with uh, 74 plays for 426 yards. So um, a pretty substantial win, uh, no real danger in this game um, after that opening quarter where they just jumped out to the lead. Um, it was a, you know, a kind of a, a good all around performance for UCLA. Um, I don't know that either of the side of the ball gets like a a plus, but, um, I think everything was pretty much good. Uh, defensively, it was, um, once again, kind of back to getting some pressure with those quick defensive linemen, probably not quite as much blitzing as there had been in the previous two games. Um, especially in the middle stages of the game, it looked like they went to a little bit more of the you know, bend, but don't break a little bit, but they mixed in more of the aggression. So it wasn't quite as bad, but there were some stretches where Colorado was moving the ball pretty well, um, right in the middle of the game. Um, but they tightened up late and they were very good at the beginning. Um, so it was enough to limit what was look Colorado. Um, they've been inconsistent, but that is a decent offense. I don't think it's great, but I think it's decent. Um, obviously LaVisca Chenault was limited and, um, Steven Montez just isn't good. Um, but they do have some weapons. They do have some pieces. Um, the other receivers, Katie Nixon and Tony Brown are both very good. Um, and Chenault was in there and frankly, when he was playing, he didn't look that banged up. I mean, he still had a wildcat run for 15 yards. Um, I thought uh, individually, defensively, Oso Digazua jumped out, um, especially early. He was just in the backfield constantly. And then I thought this was by far the best game of the season for Darnay Holmes. Um, even that one holding call, it was like perfectly done. Like, yeah, hold on that guy 100% of the time. Um, but he was blowing up blockers to get in and blow up that screen um, that was thrown to Chenault. He was covering Chenault really well, um, really a fine game for him um, and, and very good uh, overall. I thought for the secondary, I mean, there was one, uh, you know, beaten man coverage late on Rashad Williams um, where I think Tony Brown just beat him over the top, but that's going to happen. Um, and it was basically the one really big play that they hit over the top of the defense all day. So for a defense that is playing a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more man coverage um, to only get really beaten badly once is that's, that's pretty damn good. Um, but you know, they're still doing some interesting things up front. I mean, you saw Chris Barnes getting a sack in this one. There were a number of times where Josh Woods was almost lined up inside, um, doing like, you know, they're doing a bunch of interesting and and fun stuff, uh, defensively that's giving, uh, 
given some teams some fits. And Montez, for all that he's a senior quarterback, um, he looked flustered and confused at different times. And it wasn't, you know, even on plays where UCLA was not bringing five or six, when they were bringing four or three, he was looking a little bit confused and flustered, had to go to his check downs a ton. Um, so it wasn't a super flashy game for the defense, but they really did move him into uncomfortable situations where he was just constantly dumping the ball off two yards, three yards, um, and hoping his guys could make a play. And UCLA tackled pretty well. Um, so it was a nice performance defensively. Um, and then offensively, it was a really good opening quarter. Um, I thought Dorian Thompson Robinson looked exceptional early. Um, and the entire offense moved really well. And then they went into a big lull, um, you know, through most of the middle parts of the game where it was just, you know, some drops, some missed throws, uh, just a variety of things. I thought the play calling got maybe a touch conservative. There was, I think to open one of those drives, four straight running plays. Um, and they started to get a little bit more into run, run pass. Um, so, you know, I, it's, somewhat understandable, especially when you have that much success early, you're trying to just kind of see if you can run your four minute offense and just get through it. But I would have liked them to keep up, um, kind of what they were doing early and maybe they were, I, I I'll have to watch it again. I think, uh, a lot of it was just the drops. I mean, it was, a, there were a couple bad drops, um, one by Dulcich and one by Devin Asiasi that just kind of changed, um, the nature of things. Um, I, I again saw progression from Dorian Thompson Robinson and, and yeah, there's still mistakes, um, but early, that was maybe the sharpest he's looked in a UCLA uniform um, that first quarter. And then um, the pick wasn't great. He had another ball that should have been a pick six um, for Colorado if they'd if they'd held on to the ball or could have been a pick six once they should have been. Um, and then he took one sack that was pretty bad in the sense that he took such a big sack. Like he should have just, you know, maybe sat on it after a little bit. I mean, he lost like 15 yards on the play. But if you watched it, he had really nowhere to go with the ball and um, two linemen just kind of, I think it was the two right side guys just miscommunicated on the play and, and ended up only blocking one guy and letting one guy run in free. Um, so he, he really didn't have a whole lot of chance. And, and those, those inside linebackers for uh, Colorado, they're, they're good when they are just, you know, having to aggressively pr- pursue up fields when they have to move laterally, they kind of suck. Um, so he was uh, he was kind of dead to rights at that point. So, but I mean, all that that's just the negatives. There were so many positives. Um, he threw that was a beautiful ball to Ethan Fernia for the touchdown. Um, and then uh, I love the way he used his legs in this one. Um, and not not doing too much. Not you know taking unnecessary hits. Um, running the ball out of bounds once he had the first down. I thought it was a smart heady game for him. Uh, for the most part, um, showed, again, continued progression. And for him um, and this offense generally, um, averaging eight yards an attempt, which is what they ended up with, uh, that's really good. Uh, this offense is, you know, pretty consistently in the like six and a half to seven range. Um, so to get all the way up to eight, that's pretty good. Um, now, Colorado's a bad defense. Uh, don't get me wrong on that. And you would have liked to have seen a little bit more production from the offense. But it was a kind of a somewhat off I won't even say it was a super off night. I think there were more drops than there are usually. And um, they definitely did try to sit on it, um, especially towards the end of the game. They were really trying out their four-minute offense after having some issues with it against ASU. Um, It looked like they were really committed to, okay, let's see if we can actually close out a game just, you know, running the ball and and trying to kill clock. And they 
were able to late. Um, so all that was good. Joshua Kelly, I thought was really good. Um, you know, it wasn't easy for him. There weren't a ton of easy yards. I think there were only probably, I have to go back and look, but I think there were only two explosives for him. Um, the 35 yarder down in the, at the end. And there was like one twenty ish yarder, but for the most part, it was a lot of grinding runs up the middle. Um, but I thought he moved the ball well, um, and wasn't, um, you know, wasn't stopped for a bunch of losses. Um, so again, sign that he's fully healthy. Um, and to close the game out again with another touchdown, uh, is a good sign. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a, you know, there wasn't a ton, it wasn't a super interesting game. I don't think it kind of went with a little dampened scoring. It went more or less the way I thought it was going to go. Um, I thought Colorado was going to be overmatched. I didn't think the defense would be, um, quite as strong against them. But then again, you know, Colorado had six points where they missed field goals and UCLA missed a field goal as well. So, um, nine points off the board that could have been on there. So, you know, it was more or less what I was thinking. Um, I think I had 38, 24 and it, if, you know, everyone had made their field goals, it would have been 34, 20. So, um, all that said, uh, it didn't, you know, there wasn't anything too shocking about the game. Steven Montez is not very good as a senior. Um, Colorado's offense is inconsistent, but UCLA's defense has improved. Um, and they looked like that same improved defense we've seen the last couple of weeks again. Um, so, uh, yeah, mostly positive. Um, obviously it, it, you know, for the game to close out the way it did, um, you know, after that opening 17, nothing barrage, uh, maybe feels a little bit disappointing for those of you who are hoping for like a, you know, 50 point, uh, blowout. Um, but still it's a 17 point win in a game where they were favored by six and a half. Um, and it wasn't like it was a fluky win. I mean, UCLA dominated the game statistically, um, just, you know, maybe didn't, didn't quite hit on all cylinders um, the way you would have hoped. So good win, uh, three in a row. UCLA's four and five now. Um, so looking at the home stretch, uh, UCLA has to go at Utah in a couple of weeks, um, which won't be an easy game. <laughs> if you watched Utah at Washington, uh, Utah looks like the best team in the Pac-12 uh, with all apologies to Oregon, which decimated uh, USC. But still, uh, Utah... I think is, is the most balanced team in the Pac-12. They've got the best defense um, and uh, and pretty close to the best offense. Uh, Tyler Huntley um, certainly has a claim uh, to the best quarterback in the Pac-12. Um, and Zach Moss certainly has a claim uh, to best running back. So that's going to be a very, very tough game. Uh, UCLA is, is the best equipped it's been under Chip Kelly to handle such a game, having won three straight you know, building some confidence, going into a bye week where they can further refine some stuff. Um, you know, it, it could get interesting. I don't anticipate it well. Uh, and I anticipate that Utah will be at least a three touchdown favorite in that game. Um, but it, uh, it certainly doesn't feel like the absolute, um, death march that it felt like, uh, as recently as a month ago. And then uh, it's USC uh, on the road, and then Cal. Um, USC, if they don't fire Clay Helton this week, um, will be doing so soon. Uh, they're now, I think, five and four. Yeah, five and four. Um, and there's a good chance that the season just completely gets away from them. Uh, that game against Oregon certainly got away from them. Uh, just an absolute trashing. So uh, that one's 
interesting. Um, USC will be favored in that game, almost certainly. Um, but that that's one where I would kind of throw the throw the point spread out because UCLA again is in that surging phase where everything's starting to click for them, and USC's in that collapsing phase where uh, they might fire their coach and everyone on the team quits. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, and then they close out with Cal. Uh, Cal is um, only a wild card in the sense that we don't know if Chase Garbers will be back by that game. If he is, that suddenly becomes a more difficult game. Um, if he isn't, uh, it's hard to see an avenue for Cal winning it. Um, just they have no offense if he's not available. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of the same thing we were saying after ASU. Um, this feels like at worst five and seven at this point um, where UCLA beats Cal and then loses to Utah and USC. But six and six is really out there now. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be predicting. I'll, I'll just say it up front. I'm not going to be predicting a UCLA win over Utah. Um, but talk to me about Utah. Uh, talk to me about USC, UCLA uh, a couple a week after that, because um, I could I could be convinced. Um, but then again, I'm always wrong. So, you know, maybe you don't want that. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, um, UCLA uh, very much is alive for a bowl game, which is I mean, what a crazy thing to be saying at this point. Right. One and five at one point looked completely dead in the water. Um, goes into a bye week pre Stanford and just changes the entire defense. Offense continues to progress, and suddenly here we are. UCLA is four and five, and uh, and in in striking distance of making a bowl game here in Chip Kelly's second year, which would be a true sign of progression uh, for the program. And uh, yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows? Crazy year. All right. Well, I'm going to be done with that. Again, not a very interesting game, but um, three straight. So, all right. I will talk to you all again next time.